Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Xbox All Access program. The uh, Xbox All Access program. And how it's going to change the console landscape forever. Changing the world. Yeah, so it's been a, it's been a couple weeks since we've been here live doing this. Yes, it has. And uh, there's now another uh, member of the Right Clan. That's right, <laughs> as well. I mean, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna have him edit this podcast afterwards. You know, just like adding all the swooshes and things. Just all right. <laughs> Get him started Life. early. Full confidence in him. Solid fifteen days. It's it's enough time to start I mean, he start hasn't, he hasn't, editing. He hasn't he hasn't proven me wrong yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how he does. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so uh, we had had a our first child, Desmond Carter Wright is his name. Not you and I. No, not you and I. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Catherine and I. Yeah. Um, which I think we talked about on the last podcast. Uh, we mentioned mentioned that that had happened, and uh, that the last two podcasts were pre-recorded back in june Ju- no july early july early july yeah and sure. uh you were talking about how like that actually worked out pretty well like from like the different topics that we yeah that, like topically that, it was pretty cool how two, it all landed 275 which you know we don't normally like celebrate but we like well at least note like, yeah, this is 275 but yeah. we did the uh um greatest con- uh, games of this console generation yeah that worked out really well like better than we thought it would whenever we recorded yeah. it when we recorded it we were like, like, well, we're like this is this kind goes. of an arbitrary place to put the uh put this conversation but yeah actually it is out. it is kind of roughly halfway through i would i would assume we're maybe a little over halfway through this uh console generation so oh, yeah yeah for sure we'll talk about that later i know right um but yeah then the uh then the next one obviously uh, we got a lot of got a positive feedback on the old ranking all 20 of the uh, marvel movies so because we can't just like cover the last two weeks, I don't even know what has happened. Like, That's true. I do want to ask though: Had we talked on the podcast about me having seen uh, Mission Impossible? No, the newest one. No, so good. I haven't talked to you about this. So good. Yeah, it's really good. I freaking love that movie. So I good. Fe- I feel like um, it has raised the bar for action movies. It is now the like the highest like it for. Just action movies, just in general, not yeah. not necessarily the subgenre of like comic book action, but like no, of like action, like Fast and Furious, either. like all of like even Skyscraper and stuff like like yeah, just like pure action. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like there were so many spots in that movie where like they could have done a cheesy, you know, kind of like The Rock, you know, jumps out of a helicopter and lands on his feet, and, and it's slow mo you know, or yeah. like whatever. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever, but like you know, it's just like this is just ridiculous. Uh, and no, like Tom Cruise just gets the heck beat out of him and, um, it's real good. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really good. Like that's one of those movies that after I saw it even, because I watched it back to back with, uh, the, the previous one, like I rewatched, what was it? Rogue Nation or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then watched Fallout the next day. And so like watching them back to back like that, it's so interesting to see the progression from one movie to the next or whatever. There are things that I, that they did fantastically better in fallout that they didn't do as well of in the other one but i actually kind of liked the pacing of the story and that sort of thing maybe a little bit better in uh in rogue nation so like but over time fallout has like just grown in my mind where i'll just think about it occasionally and be yeah. like that car chase though oh yeah like the car chase i mean there's two chases basically yeah. two two uh vehicle chases he, one where he's on the car then he's on the motorcycle yeah or wait is it the other way around no uh, it's, it's that way it's that way yeah, yeah. 
Um, and they're both fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it never lets up, but it also, like, well, I think the, the th- biggest thing that Jared and I, whenever we reviewed it um, a few weeks back, we were talking about, like, it, it never lets up action-wise, but you still get these really good character moments within yeah. the action uh, with, with so many of the different characters. And, uh, like, most action movies don't have that layer of, like, depth to them. Yeah. Where everybody oh, yeah, is... Oh, time, like, to... I mean, let it breathe, I yeah. guess, is what we're saying. Um, but it didn't feel overly long whenever yeah. I was watching it. Yeah. The other thing that I really appreciate, you know, is I think, I mean, there's this movement kind of, you know, back into more practical effects, which is great. Um, and I'm sure, like, there was, you know, there, there was uh, visual effects in this movie, mm-hmm. but, like, things like the uh, the airplane sequence, mm-hmm. the, like... They sh- they filmed that a hundred times. They did a hundred takes of that to get it right. It's amazing, <laughs> like, and that's that's expensive oh, and, yeah. and and excruciatingly long to do. You know, fly like because every single time they fall down, you got to fly them back up. You know, so yeah. like I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Um, it also blows my mind, like the like with those types of things, lighting and stuff like that. Like it, with anything that you do that many takes of, yeah. whether it's that or, I mean, unless it's in an interior, you're going to have like the lighting changes oh, and stuff. Yeah. So like, you're gonna have to like work around a lot of that and it's seamless. You can't tell, like right. you can't tell that it was, ta- you know, over, right. over that many takes. So. Well, I mean, there's not that many cuts in that scene either. Right. Um, I also like, even if you don't like Tom Cruise, like generally you have to at least appreciate him as an actor and his dedication to his craft. Like he learned to fly a freaking helicopter to do this. He broke his, they left the take in where he broke his foot jumping across the buildings. And then you see him limp off. Dude. Like, good Lord. If I break my foot, I'm just like crumpling to the ground. Yeah. Jared was saying that in an interview, he was like, yeah, as as it happened, I was like, I know I broke my foot. He's like, but if I don't finish this take, we're going to have to have me do rehab and then come back and do it again. And I don't want to do it again. And he's like, so I finished the take. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. It's so great, man. Um, There was, um, what was the other thing I was thinking about with him? there was that, oh, it was the car. Like, there's that car, like, where they spin down those yep. stairs. And um, I remember, like, seeing paparazzi, like, shots of that from, like, down the street or whatever. Mm. And he just sits there afterwards because they, he, like, hurt his back somehow. He, like, it's amazing. Like, hurt his, like, disc. They had a, they hauled him off in a, man. Dude, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so ridiculous, stupid, man. The, uh, and, like, yeah, I guess like there there is like obviously the contingent of people who just don't like Tom Cruise or yeah. whatever. And it's yeah. like it's like okay, that's fine. If he's not your speed, whatever. But like I personally I'm just like ah, this this dude is amazing yeah. to me. Like all the way throughout throughout his entire career he's he's been amazing. So I do There's only I, a random movie here and there where I'm just like I don't even I need to talk know. to you about this, but I have the a Last couple, Samurai. There's a couple 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 friends. I think you've actually played Xbox with one of them, but um a couple friends of mine who like we were talking though, we were ha- we have this like different take on that movie. And I'll tell you what it is later. And I think I think it'd be a fun podcast discussion. That's why I don't want to okay. like spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then give the premise. These but are it, all teases for the audience. Yes, <sighs> it'd be really. It's a. It's 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 a. It's very interesting. Okay. I'm 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 down. We remind can, me later. Okay, I will remind you later. <laughs> I will attempt to remind you later. I yeah. should say, you know. But yeah. Um. So yeah. Besides. Um, fathering yeah becoming what, a father what what else have you been up to <laughs> lately um, so there's two things that i'll talk okay, about two things so first of all the entirety of the, like the first week was like 
just like trying to grab sleep here and there. So like yeah. that was the that was the old entertainment was like, hey, here's here's new new child sleep. Yeah. But then like after that, like uh, we we watched some like Peter Rabbit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which movie? I did, yeah, the movie. I did not expect it to be good. Oh, is this got, the one where this is the one that was the recent one? Live action, where it's got. Um, Wait, this is already on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Already? It, yeah, I know the one that was just in theaters. Yeah, the one that was in theaters like three months ago, maybe. With uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it's it's Mister. Uh, well, what's his name in Star Wars himself? Yeah. Um. Yeah. H- General. General Hux. General yeah, Hux. that's right. H- Hux. Hux himself is uh, has has retired from the uh, <laughs> the first order. He is uh, he's now a toy shop kind of a dude. That's and, real weird that it went to Netflix. And so he quick. has inherited his his old uh, father slash grandfather, Mister McGregor's farm. You're right. There it is. Um, and I will say, like we we watched it. It's way better than I thought it would be because, like, whenever it came out, like in theaters, I thought it looked funny. It looked really funny. I thought the uh, the the trailers looked really funny. Which like it was a lot of like physical humor, and I was like, oh, is all the physical humor? It must all be in the trailer, right? Um, but it actually wasn't as we were watching through, I was like, Oh, this is really good. And also like the end of it kind of like is weird, but the, the, uh, the main portion of the story, if you go in like, just view it as like, Hey, this is a really fun family friendly comedy. Yeah. It's really funny. Cause like the, uh, the rabbits, it's surprising how physical humor works with the CG rabbits. Yeah. They've done a really good job of, uh, of making them seem like they are really in those spaces. And, uh, and obviously like Dom Gleason, like with his performance on a lot of the uh, physical comedy stuff, it's, it's, it's really good. Like I, I enjoyed this. I laughed a lot during yeah. it. Um, could have been the sleep deprivation. Who knows? But, uh, but it was, it was really funny as we watched. Like I said, the only thing that like kind of failed in my mind was like, there's a, there's a portion at the end of the story where I'm like, know about that one um where it's just like it, the way it resolves and i think it's just because it's a family movie <laughs> like it has to resolve uh, like they're they wanted it to resolve um in a specific way or whatever and they actually kind of you know poked fun at it and made it made it into a joke uh a little bit which i which i appreciated but it's like it yeah it, it's really good though you should watch it give it give it your time it's on All netflix right. i'll check it out it looks funny yeah just pop it on while you're like hanging out chilling you know and and uh and enjoy the the rabbit humor plus also Dominic Gleason, you know yeah 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 general hux and then also been well, playing well, who else was in that movie what was... oh, what's her name or oh, the the rabbit the main the main <laughs> rabbit the, who, is who, who, what's who his name from the uh british office oh um uh who <laughs> i'm gonna confirm but <laughs> anyway. i don't know i went oh like i knew <laughs> i didn't know um, but I've also been playing uh, the uh, the PS4 game Horizon Zero Dawn. I picked yeah. it up on sale back around E3 yeah. for like ten bucks or something like that. Um, and actually, because of the the E3 event that we went to um, here in Nashville for the PlayStation thing, I actually bought it with money given to me by PlayStation mm. for going to that event. Yummy. Um, and so basically free. And uh, and I just I haven't played it until now. It was like one of the mo- highest rated games of like last year, um, and uh, started playing it, and it's really good. That's awesome. Um, it's super super fun. It's a uh, an open world game, and the the things that are its biggest selling strong points are the story and the characters. Like 
you meet just random kind of characters here and there throughout the world to give you side quests, whether it's maybe it's a merchant or whatever. And the conversations that you have with them, each person is different and each person is is presented in a really unique way. Like it feels very real, real life in that way where like you meet one person, and it's like, well, this person's, you know, super friendly. This person's like really, really cool. And then you meet the next person, you know, a very similar kind of a thing going on or whatever, but it's like, Ooh, that's the, they're really uh, creepy and they're like, or they're like really like, um, Oh, this, this dude's kind of like a jock or whatever. And, and like, there's, there's lots of, lots of different personalities that go into these characters in the game, which I did not expect. Um, I didn't expect that, which, cause like you look at something like, um, GTA. And it's like, Oh, there's all this stuff. It's like this, that's like the high mark for open world games. Like mm-hmm. rockstar always is like the high mark for open world games. Yeah. And so, but then there's like the tier below that where it's like, Oh, the mafia, like three and like those types of games, like they don't have this level of like personality. A lot of times whenever you just talk to the, the random kind of one-off NPCs. Right. Um, and so they kind of treat basically all of the, the characters that have, you know, voice roles or whatever, they treat them as, as character arcs. And so like, there's people like that you interact with multiple times that change slightly over the the course of it. Um, characters that you I di- I initially like really didn't like uh, that then you kind of as you are interact with them more and more you're like oh no this person's like actually really cool um, and uh, in just different circumstances so it's a uh, it's a really good game the gameplay is really fun as well like the the enemy types are varied it's if if you haven't looked at the game or don't know what it is it's a uh, open world game where you are it's robot dinosaurs and robot like uh other large creatures so nice. like there's like robot um yeah. giant bulls robot to giant alligators and, right, and right. Uh, that sort of thing and and you're uh trying to figure out um what's going on in this world like the big secret of like what's happening in this world yeah. and I, after the first little bit you're just flung down this pathway of like the story and uh i'm, I'm excited to see where it ends i'm um i'm a anticipating them maybe a third of the way through nice um so hopefully uh i'll be able to wrap that up before spider-man comes out is what the what Dude, my plan is i'm super excited about spider-man me too man i cannot wait for it uh let me see so in peter rabbit this is what james corden is peter rabbit james corden yeah that's not the guy from no, the office no that has no, nothing no, to do no. with the british office no, 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 no nothing to do with that um <laughs> donald gleason yeah uh daisy ridley is in it really yeah what She's uh, one of the rabbits. It's just a Star Wars reunion. Um, and then uh, let me see, Margot Robbie is in it. And uh, yeah. All right. It's good. Cool. Um, so I have to talk about something that I um, don't want to let go unnoticed. Uh, so on Saturday night, saw Taylor Swift in concert. Nice. Here in Nashville, her her home concert. For the the leg of this tour, it was so good. Yeah, dude. Um, number one, she's she's a great performer, but like it was a great show. Like, and I think that's illustrated by like there were times when it was just so much happening that you could just literally could not take it all in. Mm-hmm. You could not comprehend 
what was happening. Mm-hmm. There's like fireworks getting shot off and pyrotechnics and dancers and big, huge LED screens and mm-hmm. giant inflatable snakes and confetti blowers. Like all, oh, and, and all the crowd had the like LED wristbands. Like yeah. all happening at once. And you're just like, I can't, like literally, this is so much stimulation. That's <laughs> like, awesome. But then it would like pair down to like, and she's just on stage with a guitar and a spotlight. And it's just like, you know, so focused. Like, and they, they like, Crafted that really, really, really well. It was so good, dude. That's awesome. Um, one of the best concerts I've ever seen, um, and it was just like it was just nailed. And and like uh, she did a good job of like um, playing her older stuff and then her newer stuff and mixing it up. But it never felt like that's the one thing about like Taylor is like if you listen to the albums, a lot of times like her country stuff doesn't necessarily like sit well next to her more recent pop stuff. Whenever you just listen to them, but. The way that they they did them like the uh, like her poppy stuff. Honestly, they they made everything kind of more rock, is what they did live, which was cool. Like they had her band playing the whole time, and like it was crazy because like this big LED like kind of wraparound screen would like they the pieces would move around mm. and like they would just open up, and then their band is just playing back there the whole time. Yeah, that's awesome. And, like, so sometimes it'd open up if somebody had a had a solo or something like that, you know, or like. They wanted to highlight the band for any reason or while they were doing a musical interlude while she's changing outfits or something like that. It was cool. That's awesome. It was dude. crazy. It's always amazing to me, like those big, those big tours like that. It's the to plan that out, like to take all of these moving parts and like implement them into not only like one one place, yeah. but like move that around like Oh yeah. For the world tour, you it's know? It's insane. I remember, uh, like, years ago at this point, I saw Lady Gaga on concert. It was a similar thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many moving things here. And I don't know how you would do this night after night after night. Like, and it's, I don't know, it, it, big yeah. shows like that, they're an art. And it's like, whenever oh, you yeah. get them right, it's it's fantastic. Well, it's not, and I don't know if hers is this way, because I think they're separated enough. But sometimes, like, whenever they're doing night after night, I think it was you 2 that That's had right. multiple rigs. Mm-hmm. And they would just basically, like skip over each other and yeah. they were like you know like leapfrog leapfrog to the next yeah. Or whatever yeah uh because like they had to have time to set it up yeah. um on the 360 tour i think that it was <laughs> yeah um and that's and, you know it's just crazy it's crazy like that yeah uh she did a really good job of like making you feel like valued as a fan that, like there and like at one point you know she was talking you know she like a, she made a big deal about you know the fact that she was you know back home in nashville and all that kind of stuff which is cool but you know, she's like, I wanted everybody to have these, you know, these uh, wristbands, so that um, I could see you, no matter where you are in the stadium. If you're at the very, very top, I can still see you, which is like, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. like super cool. Um, and then they moved her, like she flew through the air, moved her to like one of the two side stages, that's and awesome. she like ran through the audience at one point. You know, it was like it was just cool. Like, and it, it was obviously planned. They had like. The walkway for her, like there, you know, like you say, it's obviously planned as if that as if that diminishes how awesome it, it, it is. doesn't. It doesn't. But it was like it wasn't like I didn't want to think it was, she was just like bolted out into the crowd, you know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just super, super good. She's on tour with um, Charlie XCX. She was amazing, or they were amazing, um, and uh, um, uh, Camila Cabello. She's awesome. So yeah, dude. The uh, the the rock thing you mentioned like is a little bit more like they went like with the popular popular songs they like air, aired on the rock side I think that's like because that's that's what um, Lady Gaga did as well like where yeah. it's like in live they she wanted like 
if you want live instrumentalists yeah. rather than just playing a track, like that's kind of the route that they that she took as well. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think like it's it's yeah that it is interesting because like you look at something like we saw Justin Timberlake yeah. um, a couple of years ago, and like the live band was more like this is like uh, kind of funk kind yeah. of like a uh, big band kind of stuff almost at times. Yeah. You know, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, but this was more like. I mean, there was a straight up just like melt your face off guitar solos at certain yeah, points. It's awesome. like, holy cow, that was amazing. That's you know? awesome. Um, yeah, and it's like, it's interesting that different route. Cause yeah, with Justin Timberlake, it was like, oh, here, let, let's do like this uh, kind of like, you know, the Latin songs, like had all, all these yeah. percussionists and like all the, oh, the bluesier songs. It's like, oh, here's a, here's a really cool like blues thing. So yeah. like they, the, the ensemble that he has with him, the, uh, the Tennessee kids as it is. Right. Um, they're a little bit more on that side of things rather than being the rock, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. but then there are some songs, I guess that he, they kind of like rocked it up, but yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it's less of like the face melting solos yeah. or anything, but I think Lady Gaga is similar to that. The like, interesting, interesting thing was like, um, you know, if you listen to like her album, I mean, Taylor, she's doing her own background vocals primarily. Uh, but on the tour, she has, you know, like mm-hmm. six background vocalists who are dancers and also yeah. like singing and stuff like that. And like, that was cool. Like that was a different kind of vibe for the songs. Yeah. Like, um and and dude like it was it's just like it's hard to describe in words yeah something that like an experience like that but yeah. like i mean it just the whole first i'll show you some videos i don't know if you saw my insta story yeah i was seeing like, i was seeing a lot of cool videos from yeah, that night actually i have a lot, like longer ones but like it was just like holy cow what is happening you're yeah. like this is insane yeah <laughs> like good grief dude. that's awesome i uh that 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 one, there are certain like concerts where you're just like, I know this is gonna be a, mm-hmm. you know, and like that, and then like, um, like Justin Timberlake that we saw before, mm-hmm. and like I, you know, in any, and what I've obviously what I've heard about Taylor Swift, I've never seen her in concert. Mm-hmm. I would love to see her eventually in concert, but then also like Beyonce and like the like yeah. those big shows, like those big moments of like this person's going on tour, right? And it's like those are are uh, are moments. Yeah, I mean, it's fun seeing someone like like this very obviously at the top of their game. Yeah, and. Like this is the biggest touring show right now, yeah. so it's like it was just a cool thing to see that. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, and like the the it's so funny. Like the tickets are expensive to those types of shows. Oh, yeah. Like they just definitely. Are. But like you think about how much money had to be dumped into this just in general of like for, sure. for the production, for yeah. the, all the confetti, for like all the like the people to put it together, all of the the like just the people on stage at any given yeah. moment, you know, it's, it's well, like, holy cow, this is the sound this is rig, you know, thing. like, I mean, yeah. and the, the, uh, the fact they're shooting off fireworks, yeah. you know, like that's, yeah. an, that doesn't cost nothing. And so like that, like whenever everyone uh, get that wristband. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, with Justin Timberlake, like, Oh, the big state moving stage. Oh, and yeah, like moving all, stage. all this stuff that yeah. you just like, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is an experience. It's, you think about all of that. And you're like, well, this was not much to pay to oh, experience sure. that. You well, know? and I've, I've never left one of those shows like that and been like disappointed that I spent the money for, right. you know? Right. And especially something like, like this, um, I was, Oh, I forgot to make, I was going to make this comparison. It's, it almost felt at times like a Broadway show because of all the, like, yeah, because there was the a, nar- for a while stuff. there was a narrative kind of running through it with cool. the stuff from reputation like the reputation songs mm-hmm. and it was just really really cool the way that that and coming because there's just at one point the, the whole like center stage splits open yeah and this giant cobra comes out that's awesome it's like, just it's like that was that's just the size of the stage 
it's like that was insane. You know, like it's just this is nuts. That's awesome. Kind of stuff. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So anyway, if you get a chance to see go see Taylor Swift, definitely do it. You will not regret it. I promise. Unless you absolutely don't like Taylor Swift. Oh, for, and, I mean, and in which case, like, no, you know, just I don't know, because like it's still <laughs> it's still a spectacle to behold. That is true. That is true. Well, Chris. Yeah. Is it time for the news? The news, Chris. Yeah. So we have something to talk about Star Wars wise. Yeah, two things. Well, we have one Star Wars thing. One Star Wars thing. Yeah. And then we have some Nintendo stuff. Yes, we do. Um, but the Star Wars news. Yeah. Starting off there is um, Resistance has a new trailer. So it's the new uh, animated Star Wars show. Yeah. And uh, and it had, a, it had dropped a trailer as well as like a hey meet the meet the characters and like a behind the scenes kind of interviews with the cast and stuff like that for the different characters. Yeah. Um. So those are the two pieces of, of things that they've dropped with this with this show so far. And uh, so if you haven't watched that, go check it out. It's on the the Star Wars YouTube, obviously, or Disney YouTube. Um. But this is the show that's going to air on Disney Channel. Yeah. And um. Let me see. When when is it? When does it air? Like when does it finally come October seventh? I think. Okay, so it's very soon. Like yeah. it's it's getting there. Um, That's when it premieres. Which if it does, if they do what they normally do with these shows on Disney, it'll premiere, and then like the next episode won't come out for another month. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like December before <laughs> the next one comes out. Yeah. I don't understand it, man. I don't either. Well, like in the the premiere will usually be like, oh, we'll premiere and then air it like every weekend times. for uh-huh. the next like however long until this happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is always so so strange to me. Like the, I guess you're just trying to catch like all the di- like get get the kids like invested in it. Sure, but first off the bat, yeah, maybe. I even remember as a kid like they would do that stuff. Like it was funny they would do that with like the uh, the original movies too. That's like, right. You know they would show it like eight times over the course of a weekend. Right. Where like I remember and we would trying to watch it. Oh, yeah, thing. I remember trying to watch them on the first time where it's like, yeah. oh man, it's it's new, it's out, it's now, and then you watch it, and then like literally you wake up the next morning and you turn it on, oh, it's, it's on again, it's on again, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> so funny, man. Um, but uh, so Star Wars Resistance, this is the one we talked about it a while back, like a, like maybe a year ago with uh, Fultron was on the episode or whatever, and it was it was there. They're yeah, going for more of an anime kind of. If, a, I don't know if it's that long, but yeah, yeah. I, I think dude, it was earlier this summer. What is time? Spring. <laughs> well, yeah. What is time anymore, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's like it's the anime kind of inspired art style and action style. Um, and, and so it looks like a cell shaded is, is what the, uh, the art style, the art style is really cool. I really enjoyed, um, what, what I saw from that, that, and like where if you, with like cell shaded stuff, just in general, things that look cell shaded, I'm not sure if this is like truly going that route. Cause it's apparently cell shaded things like take a really long time to animate and a really long time to like, to put together. Um, but the uh like if you pause any frame of them it's like oh just print that off put that on my wall it could be you know it could be it's a gorgeous shot it could be art you know so um but it's really it's a pretty looking thing yeah i i'm not like they have stated like this is like for a younger audience Mm -hmm. and while that's cool uh i feel like they've also like kind of like I don't know. I don't know what it is about like when I'm like this is for a younger audience that like the animation has to be crappier, and I'm not super impressed with it yet. Really? Like, and I know like you know you, you can make the argument that like well both Rebels and Clone Wars they start off looking not that great and then they end up look, looking a lot better by the end. True. Um, it's just like some of the character animations, the faces, and a little like, stiff, a little stiff, and the eyes look crazy weird. And like I mean the ship stuff looks cool, but mm-hmm. then it's like that's. 
not hard to do. It's fascinating to me, like, and it's it's literally just the difference between like I think the budget of like a television show and then like movies. But like you look at like Into the Spider Verse, like the 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 way that yeah, Into the Spider Verse looks. Yeah, that's truly and that's an anime, like. Kind exactly. of like, you know, it's and the same it's, kind of style. It's magnificent. Like the first uh-huh. time I saw that, I was like, this is absolutely yeah. stunning. And uh, <laughs> like, but it's like, it's that, that big difference, that big chasm between like a feature kind of film and the budget of, and time frame yeah. of like a episode, episodic television. Yeah. Um, when and, I look at this, I just don't think, man, that looks good. You know, like, yeah, I don't think about like, I want to look at this for, you know, ever. I don't think it looks bad though, is what my thought was. Like, I was like, oh, this, you know, this is the end. On the the tone of it, yeah. um, on like the the it is on Disney Channel, so it's rather than Disney XD. Rebels was on Disney XD, which is right. geared towards a little bit older kids, like yeah. it's geared towards like teenagers and stuff like that. We're not necessarily teenagers, but like older older kids. And this yeah. is geared for Disney Channel. Usually, those shows are a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, and you know, and I'm not necessarily like with the content. I'm not like super worried about it, like. I don't mind them making shows for younger kids. Right. I just don't know that that necessarily is for me. Right. But something that would keep me like engaged is if it looks real good and looks pretty. Mm. And I am not to that point yet. Yeah. I guess you know. It, it's it's unique for the Disney Channel's animation stuff as well because like a lot of their the the shows that they have like the Big Hero Six show that they yeah. have and uh, and then there's like a there's the Tangled show or whatever that they have like those are. Um, kind of more simplistic drawing type of things but they're not 3d like this whereas this yeah. is like a you know the 3d rendered cell shaded thing so this is a relatively unique look for the disney channel so i mean i find that interesting where it's like oh if it, it could appeal to those like audiences the kids that are like oh this looks a lot different than these other kind of shows that look pretty similar yeah. um on on the disney channel but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, my thought w- along the w- after watching the first trailer was like, "Ooh, I'm not sure about some of the like kid friendliness of it." I get kind of some of the um, like they mentioned it back whenever they announced it, like, "Oh, it's more yeah. of an anime vibe." Like, I get some of those like from even like from a character perspective of like, "I'm gonna take out," blah! you know. It's like there's like this exciting thing like that happens like that is just inherent sometimes in uh, in anime. Yeah. Um, and like that is that is present here. So we'll see how far down the line they get there. But like that can be appealing to like kids who have grown up with like Pokemon yeah, or have I mean, grown up with like a lot yeah. of the anime. So I mean, I just like, I, I think know. it's, I think this is geared toward like younger kids than we're even used to for star Wars and anime in general, because like, you know, something like Voltron on, um, it's on true. Netflix is not like this or, you know, like I can't even think right now the, uh, what's the show? The Castlevania. Uh, like, well, you that know. one's that one's definitely not. That well, one's yeah, a mature I mean, audience. Well, yeah. And it's not like, then that's, that's the anime that like we're used to watching, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, th- this is more, but the, then again, like, I think of like, okay, well, this would be like the same audience that the first, like that Dragon Ball yeah. is like um, geared toward. Correct. But again, like and the, not Dragon Ball Z, but, Dragon but Ball. But then I go to like, well, Dragon Balls are, I actually really liked. So yeah, like, yeah. this is kind of like, ugh, I don't know. I think like I, that, I just don't know if it's for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I make it, I, I compare it to like the books where it's like there's, you have like the adult books, you have like the young adult books that I actually like still read, you know, like those are engaging. But then I've, I've picked up a couple of the like, you know, it's like Journey to the Force Awakens books or something like that, but they're like for you know ages like six to eight or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is literally like there's just there's just no depth here. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's telling some kind of it's a narrative, but it's like I'm reading a uh, uh, 
outline yeah. of what this should be. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And the, the best, the best in my mind, like the best, um, children's entertainment can like can translate to a lot of different True. places and a lot of different audiences like uh, the i am series by chris Leopolis or exactly. cowboy like we i mean I, we read kids literature oh like, yeah i mean i as far as like even like television goes like i watch a lot of like cartoons yeah. like i just do um and it's like the i but I shy away from ones that don't have like the you know some level of like depth or whatever. Yeah. Like even if you think about like a lot of uh, like even like Steven Universe or like Star versus the Forces yeah, of Evil yeah, yeah. and things like that. Like those are maybe a little bit more mature audiences than than this is gearing towards. But like you still have like depth to even like Pixar movies and like all Gravity this stuff. Falls, like, yeah, Gravity you know. Falls and stuff like so. We'll see how how this skews the thing that we were talking about beforehand was like oh man th- in the second video that they put out where it's like interviewing the cast and that sort of thing uh dave filoni starts it off and like gives his concept for what this whole thing was or is and uh <coughs> and like that video was a little bit more appealing to me like there's a couple characters in there that they were like talking about like who they are or whatever and I, like i laughed out loud or i'm like oh this looks that character specifically like looks really good like yeah. looks like a, a a star warsy character you know that c3po yeah. kind of vibe to it well, um, i've got some good characters or sorry sorry some good uh voice actors and actors 100 percent um like I, as they were going down i was like oh man that's that person oh man they're great oh that person's great oh i know them from video games so yeah. like you know the the cast is great i we'll see i'm, I'm still on a wait and see the second video definitely made me a little bit more interested than the initial trailer did so um we'll see i, th- I think we uh we talked about dave filoni like there was an interview with comicbook.com or i guess well ign he mentioned that resistance is a bit different for him like because dave filoni like we've talked about in the past that we would love to see him just like take all of star wars yeah, just do yeah. it yeah. um he's one of the few like remaining people that was like that was George Lucas like he would bring Clone Wars to George Lucas and George Lucas would like ask him all these questions yeah, about it. Like, offices were like right next to each other. Yeah, and he would like basically trained was like apprenticeship with George Lucas. Yeah. You know, he was the Padawan to George Lucas's Jedi Master. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh but on uh, an interview with IGN Filoni noted resistance is a bit different in that I'm not on the, the that day to day. I created and set it in motion, but I've given that to other people to raise up people that I think worked with, uh, that I, or that I've worked with a long time and that I think deserve the opportunity to tell the stories. And I think it's exciting. And I give them my thoughts and notes, uh, as was just, I was just doing this. Let me see. I was just doing that this morning, like George Lucas would give me. So, uh, so he's kind of like approaching this the same way George Lucas approached clone wars with him. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, like, but like on the other hand, like it's it's great. I'm glad. Like you know, hopefully he's working on other things too. That's why he's not day to day on this. There's supposedly a couple other like television shows that they've got, or you know, going in the yeah in there in the so, oven. Like uh, that's awesome. I like again. It's like well, if he's not actually doing it, then I you know, like I don't necessarily trust it yet. Yeah, you know. But well, just like with we'll see. I also think with the first season of Clone Wars, like there are there are hits and there are misses in that first season of Clone Wars. By the time we reach like season two of Clone Wars, um, like it really hit its stride. So it's like there's even if it misses a, for a couple episodes here and there uh, during whatever the first season of Resistance is, I'll I'll still probably give it a give it a chance all the way you know into the next season or whatever. So yeah. and just see see what happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
The other piece of news that we have, we've got a bunch of indie games coming to the Nintendo Switch, um, but rather than reading them all, there was a, there was a, a Nindies event, a Nindies Direct, um, and uh, and rather than listing, listing like all of these things and like talking about them a little bit, the ones that I wanted to pull out um, from this list, we have like Bastion coming to, uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch, and we have Transistor coming to Nintendo Switch, um, and those were the, the two big ones in there in that list that I was like, oh man... Bastion, obviously, I have it everywhere. Like, I, I've, I think I finished it on my my Vita um, back in the day, but it's like that's a really good game. Um, Towerfall is also coming. That's from the developer behind uh, Celeste, so I'll I'll be picking that one up. Um, it's uh, they they announced that hey, the characters from Celeste, Madeline, and, and Battleline are both going to be in Towerfall as playable characters, and so that's really cool. They kind of did some uh, some unique marketing. There's a a Instagram account. It's like meta, like as in it is one of the characters from Celeste. Nice. And uh, he tweeted out a photo of Madeline with like a, a bow and arrow, and I was like, "Oh man, her new, her new, uh, her new uh, hobby is super cool." And then that, then they announced that she was going to be in Towerfall, which is <laughs> nice. a platformer with bows and arrows. And so uh, I thought that was a really cool, cool kind of marketing ploy there. Easy, easy way to go at it. Um, let me see. Other ones to pull out were. The uh, Untitled Goose Game looks hilarious. Have you seen this? No. So there's a game that you get to play as a goose, and uh, <laughs> and basically you just cause mayhem. Like you have, it's like, oh, I'm a I'm a goose running around in this like kind of open esque sandboxy world, and there's like a farmer, and like you have different tasks where it's like get into break into the garden and so you have to kind of run around as a goose figure out a way for the the gate to be opened for you because you can't open the gate and so you have to figure out like hey what kind of mayhem can i cause to bring the the farmer to open this gate and i'll sneak in you know <laughs> and then once you're in there there's a bunch of different tasks of like hey get the get the gardener to change hats and uh it, all these different things that you have to you have to kind of cause lots of goose mayhem in sandboxy uh, element like spots and I like goose mayhem, yeah, goose mayhem is always good. Um, that one's one that it's, it's untitled goose game is what it's called right now. It doesn't have a title, but it is uh, coming in early 2019 to the Nintendo Switch. Um, Into the Breach is uh, one that I wanted to throw out. This is one that's available on PC currently, but it is a uh, top-down grid-based RPG like tactical RPG, um, and it looks really fun. Like it's a a basically a Godzilla kind of game. Like where if you think about, um, Oh, what's the, we, we, the Kaiju and the giant robots. Oh, um, uh, Pacific Rim. It's like Pacific Rim where there are Kaiju that pop up and you have all these, uh, these robots that have to come in and fight them. And if you get defeated, like you, you, you go back in time. You get to send one of your pilots with like all of their skills and everything back in time to train, the uh the previous like the another team or whatever and so like you kind of go through this loop of like powering up over multiple runs um similar like kind of roguelike kind of a, a thing with a tactical grid-based rpg so super fascinating there um the messenger platformer looks really cool but obviously like the, the undertale uh, if you haven't played undertale that one is, is out there i've heard that that game is amazing uh cody moffett has talked about undertale and he he enjoys the undertale mm -hmm. plays it on pc though mm -hmm. um but yeah lots and lots of indie games coming to the old nintendo switch the nindies as they call them the old nindies but yeah, the, the biggest ones that I uh, that I really wanted to mention were the Bastion and then um, 
I see where the transit. Tra- uh, yeah, transistor. transistor yeah. I haven't played transistor. That's the one where I'm like, I'm. I probably will pick that one up on. The yeah, and let me. I'm gonna just tell you, I've never finished Bastion. Seriously, I've never completed it. Oh my gosh! Uh, I have started it like five different times. So I was trying to remember if I've completed. I think I completed it on the Vita one time. I think I was on okay. a, on a couple of a series of flights, and I think I completed it on Vita. I don't remember the ending though. This needs to be the time I finish it. Yeah, I feel like I mean it's it's handheld. It's on the Nintendo Switch. It's gonna be gonna be gorgeous. Fantastic game, dude. The the soundtrack of that game, oh, I yeah. I play all the time. It's still still my, my text message soundtrack or uh, sound. Yeah, that. Yeah. Let's see if I can the, make it trigger it. <laughs> the funny thing about that music is, like, I if I'm like if I wanted to be creative, like if I'm like, oh man, I want to like I'm more I'm in a kind of a creative mood, you know. I just put on that soundtrack because it's like. It's such a unique mashup of both, like, so good, man. Yeah. Of, like, acoustic instruments and then these, like, bit-crushed electric uh, instruments and banjo and all this. Like, it's it's just a really unique soundtrack. If you haven't played the game and have no interest in playing the game, play the soundtrack. Like, look it up on Apple Music or, or whatever and your, your favorite service of uh, music streaming and play the soundtrack to Bastion. It is fantastic. Such good music. I know, man. And then the beat. So good, dude. So good. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to listen to this tonight. Ah, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the news. All right, John. Yeah. Uh, our segment this week, we were talking about Xbox's <gasps> new... I forgot the name of it. Like, it just All flew access. out of my head. Xbox All Access. That's right. Gosh. All right. So, uh, for months if not years yes we've been talking about microsoft's new approach to console generations that's right and how it's like the only thing to like compare it to is to cell phones like the way that they're approaching it is like the way that like apple or samsung approach kind of like cell phones and like how those work in terms of a new one comes out and while you don't have to buy it eventually the older games, like, they'll still run, but they'll just run, like, crap on your old uh, devices until finally they're like, these aren't supported anymore, yeah, you yeah. know? I think Apple does, like, what is it, like, five generations back or whatever? So five-year-old phones, basically, yeah, yeah, something like it'll that. do. Um, which, by the way, I'm excited for the uh, for the event in September. I'm probably going to upgrade my phone. This phone is nice. relatively what old. What do you have? This is a, a 6. That's a 6? Six? 6S. 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 I 6S. think it's a 6S. Yeah, yeah. it's a 6S. I, still, I mean, I still have that. I was on the S track for a really long time, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the 7. Yeah. Yeah, 7 Plus. Yeah. Um, or 7S. No, there was no 7S. There wasn't 7S. There yeah, was just 8. 8. 8. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the. So dumb. Uh, this is the 7 Plus. Well, now they, they, they've jumped uh, 9 completely. Yeah, now we're now we're gonna be on ten. Yeah, well, well, they did the, the X, like the 10, ten, the well, ten, yeah. like what well, they call it, the ten. But it's I think an X. there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be, ah, who knows? What I think it's do. gonna be like, I think it's gonna be an XS, like I don't a, know, a ten man. S. Who knows? I don't even care at this point. Anyway, rumor <laughs> is there's three different models of it though. That's crazy. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, so I uh, I just recently ran out of space in this phone, and it's Ooh. the top, like it's two hundred fifty gigabytes. So I hope they come out with one that's like five hundred gigabytes. Yeah. 
so I don't have to deal with my problems about yeah. storage. <laughs> See, that's the ideal thing that happens. Is like, I used to like run into that wall all the time where I'm like, yeah. oh man, my phone's out of space again. Yeah. And uh, I don't run into that anymore because like I've generally upgraded whenever that happens. Like whenever it's about to happen, I'll like upgrade and be like, well, I'm just going to get more space now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But now if, I'm at if, the top. If you're so at the very like, top, I don't know what you do. Like, I know. I mean, I, maybe they'll give us a terabyte phone. That'd be insane, oh, bro. Do you use the, uh, are all your photos stored on that device? Yeah. See, that's the part well, of it. Well, they're in the iCloud too, but I right. need to get them off. Well, but what you can do is you can set it up to where it doesn't store them on that phone, but until you need them. Like you can see yeah. like a low res version of them on the phone. You click into it, then it loads the full res image. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need onto to do your that. Phone. I need to do that. It would save a lot of space. It saves me a ton of space. Yeah. Like I have thousands of photos. On I haven't phone. enabled, so I back it up, but I haven't mm. enabled iCloud photo on here Ooh. yet. And I just need to do it. Yeah. It takes a long time to update too, like for them to up like upload onto the like cloud or whatever sure. and get up there. It takes a long time. Like it took me yeah. like a week because it doesn't do oh it like gosh. while you're. It That's tries insane. not to kill your battery like yeah, whenever so you're, you're on in. it. Yeah, so it waits for you to be plugged in and like inactive. Was just like overnight. Yeah, it's like that's the only time to do it, and so you only have like what six hours, seven hours, eight hours, you know, yeah. a night to do it. And it's like, well, these are these are literally thousands of photos, John. I'm taking a long time to get them up there, you know. Yeah, I have thirty thousand photos on my phone. Yeah, nowadays I. I I love it because like whenever I finally like did the iCloud uh, photo thing was we were out someplace and my phone like did something funky. Oh, my phone like and I almost like lost it or something like it was like I I did it for fear. Mm. It was literally just like, oh, no, (laughs) what if I lose all these photos? Yeah. And, uh, and so I immediately like bought it and was just like, I'm doing this right now. Yeah. Paid or whatever. Like, th- cause I was out, out and about. So like LTE, like I think I went over on data that much. I was like, it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't <laughs> want to lose these photos. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's not Xbox related. No. Xbox so, all access. So Xbox all access. So basically you pay a low monthly price for three things, a console game console, uh, Xbox live gold. Yep. And so Xbox play Game Pass. Yep. And so uh, you can get free games. Yes. Well, not free games, well, but you know subscription I mean. games. Yeah. And so uh, there are going to be two different tiers. One that will have the Xbox One S and one will have the Xbox One X. The price for the S is... twenty one ninety nine, And the X is... thirty four ninety nine monthly. So uh, the interesting thing about this is... Mm-hmm. That this actually saves you money in the long run, according to like the current console prices. Yeah, console and service price. Like if you were to buy all of these things just like outright right now, no subscription, no monthly uh, fees or whatever. You're not paying monthly. You just buy them right now a la carte. Um, you would save quite a bit of cash on the Xbox One S bundle, quite a bit less on the Xbox One X, but it's still you save a little bit. Yeah, so over two years, you have to sign a two-year contract, so kind of like you would with a phone. Yep. Over two years for the Xbox One S bundle, you're going to pay Mm $527.76 pre-tax, which ends up saving you like $120. Saves $132. Yeah. Um, and by uh, the way, I'm reading that IGN did the math for me. I'm not doing this math over here just in my head, you know? <laughs> right, yes. Uh, and then, so then, I am doing the math on this, though. 30, 34 99 So this is the Xbox One X. Um, over the course of 24 months, you're going to pay $839.76. Yeah, which only saves you $20. <laughs> but still, it's kind of crazy. I mean, granted, these are services that they can price whatever they want to price. True. Um, but it's kind of crazy that... 
it ends up saving you so much money in the long run. Yeah, and then I also thought about like the the hardware is a little bit different to phones in that phone prices really don't go down over the course of a year. Like it, they go down about annually like whenever well they whenever go down the new when iPhone, a new one comes out yeah the new one comes out it's like oh we bump these down by a hundred bucks or whatever yeah. whereas like consoles like you can usually find some on sale or like they you know they they generally yeah. like the price will slowly drop down so I, I mean, wonder if they're hedging that kind of thing where the Xbox One S is a little bit older than the Xbox One S so like that would accommodate where it's like okay well next year this might be a little bit cheaper so if you save $132 right now like by doing this plan that'll make it hurt less if, if you see it on sale on Black Friday. Sure. Like, I, I don't even think, like, people even think like that, really. Like, I don't think, like, the thing is, like, I look at this and I'm like, I probably, like, this doesn't necessarily appeal to me because mm-hmm. I just kind of like, well, I have the cash to pay for it, so I'm just going to pay for it. Yeah. And I'll pay for my services as I, as needed. Like, uh, the S is a little different, but, like, I wouldn't buy that console anyway. So mm-hmm. if I'm looking at a $20 difference on the Xbox One X, over the course of two years, I'd rather just buy it. Yeah. But I think who this affects is like families or uh, people who already who have another console. Say they have a Switch mm-hmm. or they already have a PS4. Yeah. And um, they their kids are like, hey, I want to play the new uh, Halo game or I want to play the new Forza Horizon or whatever. Yeah. And okay, cool. How much is it? Well, actually, like the entry price is. 34 bucks a month or even 21 like if it's just for yeah. your kids like 21 bucks a month. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Yeah, rather plus than you're saying to get over 100 games. Yeah, rather than the sticker shock of like, "Oh, well we need the Xbox Live uh gold like subscription." Yeah, cuz you're yeah. already like you're already looking at buying a you're subscription already, with yeah. this. Yeah. So, like as soon as you buy a console, then you're like you got to buy a subscription. Yeah, to anyway. play online if you're going to play online. You can usually get a year bundle, you know. Yeah, but it's like, but anyway, you have to get a subscription. And yeah. so, like, this is just like, oh, well, it's just the subscription. It's yeah. just a little bit more expensive. Well, I mean, the services alone, Xbox, if you buy them full price, you know, Xbox Game Pass is $10 a month, and um, Xbox Live Gold is $60 for a year, so that's 5 bucks a month, basically. So, like, $15 out of that... 21 you would be spending 15 bucks a month anyway yeah why not tack on an extra six seven bucks to get the console as well yeah to get the xbox one s i mean it's kind of genius like whenever you're looking at it that way right and it makes a lot of sense for like i mean for because like if you have like the expendable income yeah you sure you just buy the thing you know just if you want the thing go out you can go out and buy the store but like consoles have been more like have been expensive for a while yeah. and where i think this gets really interesting this is like a pilot program it's not like a permanent thing they haven't like announced this as like this is gonna happen forever yeah so like if you want this it's like hey, it's kind of a limited time thing at the moment but like where this gets really interesting from my perspective is that the next generation like whenever the next generation hits like if they have a program like this you can get the new console for a really low price yeah. and so it makes it more affordable for people who maybe can't drop 500 bucks on a new console right. and stuff like right off the bat yeah. you know yeah i mean it depends on like how this keeps going you know like i'm not a huge fan of like you know like going into debt to buy a video game system you know or something like that if that's how this is structured like it depends on i don't we have to do a credit the, check but i think other than the legal terms of other this. than that it's like you can pay it off at any time it's literally like the cell phone language sure then like, like then i'm fine with that you know it's like hey you know like you have them you know if i all of a sudden i want to you know pay the rest of this and be done with it then it's like i can pay the rest of this and be done with it you know yeah. like and i've actually purchased my console then i still like for me i'm still going to purchase my consoles yeah 
because um, like I want the option to be able to sell it if I want to. As, True. You know, like a year into this, if I want to like buy upgrade to something else, I want to be able to sell this. Um, but you know, I think it's 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 cool. Yeah. Whenever so this phone that I have right now, we were just talking about like phones a little bit. Um, yeah. I bought it like outright, you know, so it's yeah. like, it's a really expensive device. Like it's like they're, you know, if you buy them outright, like they're very, very expensive. And so like whenever I bought it, it's like, oh, you know, that hurts. But, but I've had it for so long at this point that it's like, well, it was fine to like buy it outright. But I, if like whatever the next one I'm looking at, I'm probably not going to buy one outright again. I'm probably just yeah. going to do the whole like, hey, put the it plan. into my cell phone bill, like yeah. get it from Verizon and then like, hey, just roll it into my cell phone bill every month or yeah. get it from Apple. And it's like, hey, just, you know, pay this every month a little bit. Um, because it's just like that's it's easier to wrap your mind around a slower or like a lower amount like monthly yeah. than it is just to like drop down you know a thousand dollars especially phone, if it's know? not like costing you more in the long run correct that's the sucky thing about you know like most payments is like yeah. this is going to cost you longer in the long run that's more right. in the long run um than what you would pay if you just bought it right it's, and then that's the thing like saving you money like yeah, it's I know the it's, it's not it's not a ton, especially if it's the X. Yeah. But still, I know. I mean, honestly, really, like, so what is it? How much does it save you over the course of two years? One hundred and thirty-two dollars or something like that. So, like, that's only like ten bucks a month. Like, let's just be honest. There, it saves you that much. Whoops, that's not what I wanted to do. What was it again? Uh, so let me let me get the exact number. Um, it saves you about one hundred thirty-two. 32 divided by not times 24. <laughs> so it saves you five bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, $5.50 a month. Right. And so, so it's like, not it's not much, but it is the opposite <laughs> of like, hey, this is going to be like, you know, you're going to have interest on this or whatever. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. opposite of like yeah, that. It's like negative. We're going to pay you yeah. to make to make a payments on this. Right. That's weird. And you also, th- <laughs> you also think about like what, what console makers like have, have discussed like, all the time is that like, Hey, the console, we make less money on the console in order to like be able to sell you games. Um, and nowadays it's like, we want to make less money on the console in order to sell you and make, make money on the services. Right. So it's like the Xbox live or it's like the Xbox game pass. They probably look at the lifetime value of a console owner. So you look at like, okay, a console owner that typically buys an Xbox game system will keep the game system for, you know, six to eight years or something like that. And they typically subscribe to Xbox Live Gold for this long. And they probably like they probably haven't like Game Pass hasn't been out to, to do the math on yet for long enough probably. But right now I'm sure they have a churn number of people who unsubscribe. So they have a yep. lifetime value of people who subscribe to Game Pass. Okay, well what happens if we, you know, get rid of the barrier to entry? So the barrier to entry is not super, super high and we can get you into our subscription services and like well then they automatically have, they know, all right, well, now we've locked you in for two years for our console, and we've locked you two years into our Game Pass, and it's probably at a higher rate than most people who buy that console. Hmm. Like, You mean like people... Like right now, you're not subscribed to Game Pass. You, you yeah. subscribed to Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, and I, I was subscribed to Game Pass up until like last month. Sure, but, you're, but, so, but your lifetime value for, the, for the, the two years, like from the point you subscribed to Game Pass for two years, like... Until you resubscribe is already lower than the, somebody who like gets, gets into this, this program. Deal. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. You know, they're pro- they're just it's a numbers game. Yeah. I guarantee it's a numbers game. Yeah, well, well, especially like that's what you get into with subscription products, and it's fascinating to me. Oh yeah, um, where it's like, well, what is the lifetime value of this person once yeah. you get them in the door? When do they turn out? 
when when do uh, you, like you have to spend time and energy and marketing power bringing them back in. Yeah. You know, like there's deals out there. As soon as you get like kicked out of Xbox Live Gold, they're like, hey, rejoin for, you know, a lower rate or whatever. Dude, like that, it was so you know? funny. Like back in the day, I used to <laughs> like just do the monthly thing and I would let it expire for two days yeah. or like for a day. And like it would be like, oh, I'm not going to not gonna play online for like 24 hours. And inevitably, by the end of that 24 hours, I would have like a get the next month for a dollar, yeah. you know, and like I would use that deal or whatever. So like it's yeah, they try to get you back in. I also think like the products that they pay for like so netflix like they can see oh a lot of people watch voltron so we're going to continue to pay money to produce that show yeah. to keep people sure. in our service yeah i mean that, yeah that's the game and so that's like a subscription game right and so like the same thing in general with like games like sea of thieves or like whatever like they the developer rare has talked about before it's like it's a little bit different whenever you're a first party studio in this ecosystem to say like okay well our job is not necessarily to like put out a game that's going to sell like millions and millions of copies. Our job is to put out a game that's going to drive people to the service. To Game Pass, yeah. To Game Pass and to Xbox Live Gold. Well, and that's, you know, like, you could even think of, like, ways that the game developers are helping with that. Like, so, I mean, games as a service was was not new with Game Pass or something like it. But, like, they don't, they help it because Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I see if these is about to drop, you know, whatever their new content is. It actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I would dive back in. Like, whenever I get... Yeah. So, whenever Forza Horizon 4 comes out, I'm getting back into Game Pass. Yeah. And so, I will get back into Sea of Thieves but, at that point. But, like, Forza Horizon 4, what are they doing with that? It's, like, they'll... Sure, they'll have traditional DLC drops that will bring you back in. But they're also doing seasons every week. So, yeah. so like, just right off the bat, like, in order to experience that whole game, you at least have to... Experience, stay in for a month. Yeah, stay in for a month, and you're probably gonna like want to play it again. So like, they're doing things as a developer that keep you coming back to that game in ways that we didn't necessarily come back to Forza Horizon Three or right. needs to at least in order right. to experience the game. Well, and then also a lot of the games that they advertise to um, that are entering the service are like these like big long games like Fallout, like like a oh, lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of the Bethesda games like because they're these big open world hundreds Fallout. and hundreds of hours like you can get lost yeah. in those games. They just put um what what is it is it Warhammer? Yes, Rumor two like so that like that's a Rocket League is in there now. Ro- yeah, I mean like these games that like continually like skylines you, you want to play like all the time. Like yeah. Rocket League is a game that I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into. Yeah, and it's literally in like five minute segments because I keep wanting to come back to that game. Yeah. And so like that being in Game Pass, like it's like oh man, if I didn't already own that in four different places or whatever, I would be like oh my gosh, Game Pass. I'm gonna I'm never gonna <laughs> lose this subscription because yeah. for ten dollars a month. I can play this game and all of these other games. Yeah, and I was thinking about this the other day. So, like, I've been playing Doom, Doom, and they recently added it in there, but I bought it before they added it in there. And, like, I, at first I was kind of like, well, man, that's kind of a bummer. I'm like, well, I don't really care. Like, no. there's tons of other games in there I'm playing or right. want to play. So, like, I still feel like there's value there as a consumer. Yeah, and it's 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 per person, you know, where yeah. it's like, hey, if there's, like, for me in, in Game Pass, the reason that I, I paused it was because, like, well, I was mainly playing Sea of Thieves on it. Yeah. And I just don't have, the, didn't have the time to play Sea of Thieves with other people <laughs> or, like, to dive back into that right now. Yeah. Um, to dive back into the sea. <laughs> totally not, not on purpose. The dad joke is real. Anyway, 
Anyway, but like I, I canceled that subscription because I was like, well, there are these like there are these other games that I could play in that, but I'm gonna resubscribe later this yeah. year. So why not just like wait to play Rise of the Tomb Raider whenever I resubscribe? Yeah. And so like that's kind of where I'm at in that zone. But it, it, for me, like whenever I resubscribe, it's like, well, there's Forza Horizon Four. There's gonna be Sea of Thieves. There's gonna be uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. There's now like like I said, like these these massive RPG games. Like it's like you can you could literally just pay like ten bucks a month. In addition to your your gold membership, because like yeah. some of those games are online games, but um, you I would just pay that amount, never buy a full price game retail ever again, right? And and be fine. Well, like we're coming up on uh, Spider Man, yeah. And I I realized I was like, oh crap, that's a Sony first party studio game. Yep. I have to freaking buy that game now. Yeah. Yeah. Like whereas like I've been thinking, well, I'm playing, you know, uh, gonna play for uh, Forza Horizon. Yep. And, you know, Red Dead I'm obviously buying. Um, but I was like, well, I can probably, you know, like Call of Duty I think I'll buy. Yeah. Um, oh, crud. Spider-Man, I, like I need to like plan for that somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just what you, I, you start thinking about. And I like that's that's a shift that it's a it's a result of this. I don't know if it's good yet mm. of like where you kind of devalue games where it's like bef- I've never really had. And I still don't have a problem with paying 60 bucks for a game. Correct. Yeah. Um, but if I could get it on something like Game Pass, I'd rather do that. Well, and I also think like there's there's a lot of things working against v- like the value of a game, the perceived value of a game, and those like from sales like Steam sales and and things like that, where it's like, oh, I could just wait a you know six months to a year and get that game for like super cheap. Like even like Horizon Zero Dawn, I bought that game on sale a year and change after it originally came out, like a year and two months or so. So like fourteen months, and it was like 10 bucks on sale. And so, and that included the DLC or something. So it's like, it was super inexpensive there where it's like, if I'd bought it day one, I would have bought that game for 60 bucks and then also had to buy the DLC after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like just waiting on these games to get them on sale. It's, you know, it devalues the game, the, the, True, the perceived yeah, I mean, value of games yeah, just in general. This isn't, and, oh, and the whole used game market, you know, at, at right. GameStop or whatever. Like, I, yes. Yeah, I think about No Man's Sky just came out for Xbox, $60 when's, game. When's no Man's last... Sky on PS, PS4, you could go down to GameStop, buy it used for like under 10 bucks. I'd love to know, like, for, for the, I, like, the general population, when's the last Steam game you bought that wasn't on sale? Yeah. You know, on a, on a crazy low Steam sale. So I get it. Yeah. Like, um, and I know this is not the only thing. It's just like, like it's different with something like Netflix where it's like, okay, Netflix movies have not yet reached the point where they, they rival, um, non Netflix theater movies because the studios can make more money on the good movies if they put them in, in uh, theaters. But Chris Cloverfield paradox, <laughs> come on. That's the one. No. Uh, but I go over their TV shows. Uh, they're on par. Like I mean, Netflix had more Emmy nods this past year than HBO, and HBO is normally the yeah. the leader by far on that. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's a different product. You yeah. consume those differently. Mm-hmm. They're not a big like. Uh, that's not something that you make a bunch of money on people going and buying because you are selling ads on it typically. Right. Or if you're like, I mean, HBO is a subscription service too, just like Netflix is just delivered in a different way, but, but right. kind of actually not now, like, because now they have HBO Go. So I don't know. Like, this is, we're kind of rambling now, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see what the, how we think of games and how we will think of games in the future. For sure. 
with something like Game Pass on the market. It's right. a game changer. It is. And then like this subscription, like if they continue into the next generation with this, like if they, if the next Xbox, like the 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 new whatever it is, however many years from now in 2021 or whatever date that that's going to come out. So if this is a thing that they bring back at that point or push con- in, until then, um, it makes it accessible. And I wonder how many more people would probably get on board with something like this than would just drop $400 on a, a, the next PlayStation or something like that. Like it's, it's a really, they're playing this game that is different. Like it's different this time around and where it's not just like, Oh, there's going to be two identical business structures and two identical boxes that are going to be out and that sort of thing. Like it, they're, they're playing a game of like, Hey, let's make this affordable for the consumer as well as like get people on board with these really good, uh, subscriptions. Um, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be fun to fun to see what the next Xbox is moving forward into this as well as, how many people take advantage of this? Like this is probably, I mean, it being a pilot program, that's the way they phrase it, um, makes it seem like, well, if this is successful, we'll continue. If it's not successful and this is not something that the market wants, then we're not going to do it. And like, that's a really interesting and cool way to look at it um, for companies to look at things like, hey, let's just put a test bed. Is there a desire for for this type of thing? Um, And find out. I wonder also about like maybe an upgrade program or something like that. Because you think about like, phones did this type of a program where it's like oh here for the t- two years you pay pay this monthly thing but now there's the like the iphone forever program or whatever yeah. where it's like yeah you, yeah just every year you can yeah, bring back in your forever. phone yeah it's like so every new console i can just bring in my console and like trade it out for the, Soon as the you're brand born, new you get one. an xbox stamp on your hand and <laughs> you have an xbox tied account tied to you from life yeah you get your gamer tag as soon as you're born you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh geez <laughs> I think we've said all we can say about this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> so, uh, hey, tweet at us if you guys are taking advantage of this. Anybody, yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I, I, I just want to know your thoughts. Yeah. And I also want to know what the experience is like. I'm excited to like look at like reviews of like, hey, what was your customer experience as you did this? Was it hard? Did you feel like you were you know signing your life away like it does whenever you buy a house or something? You know, it's like, what is, what is the customer experience as you buy this new thing? Yeah, for sure. Because cell phones, let's be honest, that is a headache. Like it's a headache to go into Verizon and, and do your uh, do your cell phone thing. Next week, what are we talking about, John? I don't know. Two weeks from now, Spider Man's gonna be out. Yes. Well, we can't. Re- we're not gonna be able to review it right away. I know. I mean, I, like I'll play it right away. But first like, impressions, able... right away. Yeah, but, sure, sure, sure. But not sure, like sure, sure, we won't be able to. Sure, it won't sure. be the main topic that week. I need to look and see what's happening that day. I'm like, maybe I could just take that day off. That sounds like fun. Oh, dude, I'm excited, man. And play some uh, Spider Man. Have you heard? <laughs> About that game, like there's the whole like the uh, the water, like people are like, oh, they downgraded the visuals because there's one screenshot and there's less water in it than there was the first time. Like a, a puddle, oh, yeah, a puddle yeah, isn't as big. Care. Whatever. So stupid. I mean, so uh, <laughs> my thing is, I don't even care if okay. they downgraded I'm the gonna, visuals. Gonna, let's gonna, be honest. Talk about this for a second. Go look at the screenshots. Yes, they look different. There is less water, and so on that point, the like. Game game dev from Insomniac who was like it's it's just a different time of day and blah, blah, blah. I'm like you're full of crap, but at the same time, people just need to stop blowing up like He's game tiny, devs and things out of proportion. Yeah. Whenever there's a small yeah. difference in graphical fidelity. I also wonder is there a dynamic weather in this? And so who could knows? it? It's an open world His game. His answer was like, well, there's puddle, lots of puddles other places, and yeah. you know, like the time of day will affect the way things. 
look and move. The other blacks were crushed on this other thing. Like, okay, that's a bunch of, like, you're just throwing words out there. Like, I know what all that means, and none of that affects the puddle on the ground. Sorry, man. That's right. But I also <laughs> feel like it's like, yeah, you're right. Just get off, get, get, like, this, wait and see about the game. Like, if you don't, you're, no one's yes. making you buy this game. No. <laughs> and no. No one's misleading you by that first person no one either. went out and promised you, hey, this is the puddle game. Got puddles everywhere, man. Yeah, if the if your enjoyment of a game is tied to how large a puddle is on the ground, probably need to maybe like come up with a different hobby because you're going to be disappointed so I've many times. I've played some pretty crappy games that I've really really enjoyed. Agreed. Or, or crappy looking games. Crappy looking games. Yeah, games games with far fewer puddles than this game will probably have. For real. But anyway, that's my hot take on that. <laughs> You can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at SandTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us, listen to us on Overcast, because that app is great. John, what's a, a podcast you've been listening to? We've been talking about doing this on the, uh, oh. on the show for a while. Well, so the, I will say recently, um, so I, can I extend this to like podcast slash YouTube? Uh, sure. Because yeah, like we're already whenever, abandoning the the well, like whenever segment, we were, the way we talked about it. Whenever we were, uh, <laughs> whenever we were like, whenever Desmond was first born or whatever, it's like, oh, you just like have something on in the background or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. a lot of YouTube going on here. Um, and so the one I wanted to throw out is uh, the uh, the Super Carlin Brothers channel. Is like they do like theories and uh and like deep dives behind the scenes things into like pixar the pixar theory and like every new pixar movie they come up with a way that that new movie fits into the pixar theory and then uh they also do like harry potter things theories and things like that fan theories and and break them down really cool like smash cut kind of youtube style stuff funny channel anyway watch a lot of that what is the channel super carlin brothers so uh super spelled exactly as it sounds and then c-a-r-l-i-n brothers it's on youtube so YouTube. The podcast i've been listening to is called household name it's uh i think it's from the stitcher network yeah business insider and stitcher was basically uh taking uh products that you use or have heard of and telling the story behind them Ooh. um the uh the one i listened to first was uh about trader joe's no buck two buck chuck that the you wine brand that yeah and it's a pretty crazy story like the guy um, who, uh, whose name is, he's, he's like, it's named after him, but he doesn't own it anymore. And so it tells a story about that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, check that out. That's household name. You can find that where you also find our podcasts. That's right. But listen to our podcast first. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Every week. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on stay, stay on target. target.